What is the gift of the Spirit? Let me take my time to be very deliberate with this. First thing I want you to know is that every spiritual gift comes from the Holy Spirit. He is the giver and the empowerer of every spiritual gift. Amen? But I like and I like J.I. Packard's definition of the Holy Spirit and the spiritual gifts in his book, Keep in Step with the Spirit. He says, and I agree with him, a spiritual gift is any talent or ability, natural or supernatural, that the Spirit uses to edify the church and glorify Christ. Let me say that again. A spiritual gift is any talent or ability, natural or supernatural, that the Spirit uses to edify the church and glorify Christ. For those of you who are writing, because I did put on the, on the PowerPoint, I'll say it one more time again for you. A spiritual gift is any talent or ability natural or supernatural, that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, uses to edify the church and to glorify Christ. As I read through, as I've been reading through the gifts of the Spirit, here's where I've landed. And, and I want to make sure that I wasn't going to teach heresy, so I checked it out with some, with some people that I know and trust who are theologians in the Word. And, and they support this view. And here it is. I don't believe that the gifts of the Spirit lift, listed in the Scripture is a comprehensive list of all the gifts. I think there are more gifts than what Paul mentions in his three writings in the book of, um, actually four in the book of Galatians, Ephesians, Romans, and Corinthians. We're going to cover a couple of those books today. But I don't believe that those gifts that are listed are a comprehensive gift or, or, or um, list of all the gifts in the body that are represented in the body of Christ. Let me give you a couple of examples why I don't, I don't think so. We just sang under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit today. We had a psalmist who... Just the other day, I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize, I didn't even realize that you knew how to play the piano, the keys. But here's a gift in the body of Christ that emerged at the right time that is a gift to the body that's not listed. Amen? The gift of dreams and the interpretation of dreams not listed here. And I know, I could, I'm sure that you can think of more that aren't listed. So I don't think that this is a comprehensive list. But I think what Paul was trying to tell us here is that all these gifts that I'm showing you is the tip of the iceberg of what's available for the body of Christ. And then he goes on to explain what the gifts are used for. So we're going to talk about that too in a minute. So who are the gifts of the Spirit for? Who are they for? Ta-da! Who said the church? Who said the believers? That's correct. The spiritual gifts are for the church. 
They're for God's church. And the Holy Spirit chooses who gets the gifts and how many that they're given. Did you understand that? The Holy Spirit is the one that decides who gets the gifts and how many each person is given. But now let me be clear. Every single member of the body of Christ has a spiritual gift. Every one of us. At least one spiritual gift. Some have one primary gift that they function in. And then a secondary or a tertiary gift that they function in seasonably. Right? Others seem to be very, very gifted in two or three things at the same time, and they can operate in those gifts simultaneously within the seasons. But every single person has at least one spiritual gift, and how that gift operates in you is totally unique to you, and the outcomes that it produces in and through you are unique and needed in the body of Christ. Every single one of us. Every single spiritual gift that the Holy Spirit has given us to use is unique to the person that it's in. And so the outcomes will be a little different when the gift is being used. I'll give you another example. I love my brother Rob, excellent teacher. I love my, my wife, excellent teacher. But I can't teach like Rob. And I don't want to teach like Rob. Because there's only one Rob. I can't teach like Pelzetta. And I don't want to teach like Pelzetta. There's only one Pelzetta. But the point is, it's still the gift of teaching, right? Every single one of us have a very unique gift. And when you use your gift uniquely, it will produce unique outcomes for the body of Christ. You with me? I love what Billy Graham says about this in his book, The Holy Spirit, Activating God's Power in Your Life. Listen to this. The late, great Billy Graham. As with the human body, so the body of Christ is a complete organism made by God. Yet each member of the body is unique and there can never be another you or me. In a sense, your gift or mine is unique. God often gives similar gifts to different people, but there's a uniqueness about this that makes each of us distinct from another person who is from any other person who's ever lived. And if any one of us is missing, the body is incomplete or lacking some part. There is something that you have to offer that no one else can offer. There is something that is so unique to you that God wants to, not only, it's already birthed in you, that he wants to, 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 to empower and to cultivate in you that is so uniquely you that it fits a place, listen to me now, that no one else can fit. Everybody say spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts. You guys listening to me? So therefore... Listen, we should never covet anyone else's gift. Instead, we should covet the gift that we have that's been given to us and seek to maximize it to its fullest potential. 
Let me say it in even a stronger way. To covet someone else's gift is sin. To not use the gift that is in you to its fullest potential is what? It's sin. Sin is missing the mark. God has a perfect mark for, mark for each one of us. And he wants us to hit that mark. But when we take our eyes off of how he has uniquely designed us with our spiritual gifts and we focus on something else or someone else, we will never be utilized to our fullest potential. And that is sin. Let me be clear on something. Okay, Lord, is this the right time to say it? Okay, let me keep moving. I'll, I'll come back to that. The gift you have is the gift that God intended for you to have. And you should cultivate it to its fullest potential for his glory. So for, for us who, who are operating in the gifts of the Spirit, to, to covet someone else's gift is to say, God, I think you must have made a mistake. I'm not as gifted as so-and-so. And God is saying, no, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your design is unique. I want you to use to the fullest potential what it is that I've given you. Now say it. Listen, one of these days, we're going to stand before God to give an account of every deed that's done here. We will be held accountable for the gifts. We'll be judged by the fruit. See, the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit are two different things. You ever have been around somebody that's super, super gifted at something, but not living a lick of, of, of a life of a follower? Anyone could be gifted. When God gifts us, he holds us accountable. But we will be judged by the fruit of the Spirit. Two totally different things. Okay. What do you mean, Pastor Greg? In the book of Luke, chapter 19, and then I think in Matthew, chapter 25, Jesus gives a story or a parable of a nobleman who is leaving to go to basically advance his business in another part of the country. And he calls 10 of his servants together and he gives each one of them 10 pounds or one pound. It's a minus is what, is what I think the, the term is. And that is, watch this now, three months of wages okay. to each person. And he says, do business until I come back and I'm going to hold you accountable. And I love the way that Mark tells the story because Mark says he comes back and he says, okay, person number one, gave you a talent. What you got? Mark says, hey, man, you gave me 10, and I gave you 10 more. I doubled it. The other guy says, you gave me five, and I gave you five more. I doubled it. Jesus says to them, what? Well done, 
good and faithful servant. But then you got one guy who has one talent. And here's what he does. Oh, man. Don't miss this now. Don't miss this. Zach's got 10 talents. I don't know why God only gave me one. Christian's got five talents. I don't know why God only gave me one talent. So, you know, he must, not th- he must think I'm worthless. So I'm just going to make sure when he comes back, I'm going to give him what he got. But uh, he don't care too much about me to only give me one talent. So God, so, so the landowner comes back, holds the guy accountable, and he says, hey, I took your talent. I buried it in the ground. I think Luke says, I buried it in a napkin, took a napkin and folded it up. Because I knew that you would require something of me, so I wanted to give you back what you gave me. Listen to this. Listen to this now. Listen to this. And the nobleman says, that's not enough. Because you didn't take what I gave you and do more with it to use it. Right? It's not just enough to say I have a gift and that's okay. I gave you a gift to use. And you didn't do it. I'm going to be held accountable. If I say, keep moving, Pastor. I will. Okay, listen to this. I don't want to confuse the fruit of the Spirit and the gifts of the Spirit. Because they're two totally different things. Every follower of Christ is known by the fruit of the Spirit because every Spirit-filled believer will have the same fruit. Yeah? But not every Spirit-filled believer will have the same gift. Jesus never said a tree is known by its gift. Come on, somebody. A tree is known by its fruits. So every follower of Jesus will have the same fruit, but not every follower is going to have the same gift. Don't miss that, man. Your gift, in, your gift in the body is so important. Katie, nobody could have did what you did today when you stepped up here and opened the service. No one could have done that. No one can run that baptism class like you, Christian. You're unique. You're one of a kind. No one can sing like you, Eunice. You're anointed to sing. None of us have a Facebook page where you're ministering to people all over the planet, Kathy. But you do. I'm yelling. I know I'm yelling. I'm excited about this stuff. Everyone, everybody say everyone. Every single person has a gift that is unique to you. As unique as your thumbprint is, no one like you ever in the history of this world has ever had your thumbprint and no one after you will ever have your thumbprint. No one can use the gift of God in you like like it was meant to be using you. And listen, we don't possess the gift. The gift's not ours. The gift comes from where? From God. God the who? God the Holy Spirit, right? Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they're all three in one. They don't care if you get it mixed up, but I'm trying to bring some clarity. 
They care less. Look, they're they not in the power struggle, all right? God don't tell the Holy Spirit you can't sit on this throne today. You know, because you're the Holy Spirit, you, you're lesser than me. Okay? And I know that doesn't happen. They're three in one, they're equal. My point is the Holy Spirit is a giver of the gifts. Remember that passage that Jesus said, listen. He said, listen, man, I want to stay with you, but it's important that I go. Why? Because when I go away, there's someone, the paraclete, the one that is just like me, is going to come. He won't just be with you. He will be in you. And he's going to bring along with him some spiritual gifts that will operate not just in you, but through you. Yeah. All of us are unique. Every single one of us are gifted uniquely by the Spirit of God. So what are the spiritual gifts for? I'm convinced more than ever that the spiritual gifts are given to us for one reason. Listen to this now. To cultivate the love of Christ in his church. We are to desire the gifts that perpetuate and promote the love of Christ in his church. The gifts of the spirit are given to us to empower us to cultivate the love of Christ in each other. somebody's gift as if it's better than the one that God gave us because God uses that gift to cultivate something in me God uses your gift to cultivate something in me uses my gift to cultivate something in you I'm preaching today man I'm telling you this thing, this thing has been on me the Holy Spirit has been dealing with me on this. He's been dealing with me with this. Cultivation. Cultivation. So, I know for you Facebook Live people, I'm off the camera. So, my wife, my wife and I, we love, we, if you've ever been to our house, if you haven't, we're going to invite you at some point. If you've never been to our house, we love to guard. We, got, we have greenery all over the place, man. And, um, and, and my wife is like an expert gardener. She's, she's amazing. I mean, she's got a green thumb, right? Um, and, and it's amazing because yesterday she was out in the garden and she was cultivating. Everybody say cultivating. Cultivating, cultivating the plants. So I don't know if she used a shovel, but it's her shovel, so I'm put out there. So she had a shovel. She had, this is very important right here. This is what you... That gives you some theology. You know, you can get on your knees and not. Look. Look. I don't see no young people laughing. Old people know what they're talk, what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah, you need some help, Pastor. Give me some help. So, so and, then, and then we've got, she's, she's got the hole. You know, she's got the little, uh, what is this thing? The claw. She's got claw. She's got, yeah, and then we got, and we got the little bitty shovel. This is called a spade, right? Okay, spade. Okay, now I love these. 
I can't put them on because I can't wear them. I think they're too small for my... Well, now they fit. These look like the Wolverine, don't they? Yeah, this is designed like get down, like get down in the dirt, like down, like deep, deep down in the dirt, right? Why? To cultivate every gift in the body of Christ is designed to cultivate. Do I look like a stalker when I'm doing like this? <laughs> I, I notice everybody going like this, like, oh, man, Master. <laughs> Let me put this one back and get something else, man. Man, I get this one. Like that. All right, okay, all right, I get it. Okay, get the glove. Okay, Joe said, get the glove. <laughs> no, just something. Just something. Okay. But, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, every gift in the body is designed to cultivate. Do you feel like cultivating? Do you feel cultivated now? Okay. So listen. So listen. No, listen. 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 Every gift in the body is designed to cultivate love in the body of Christ. Every gift, every gift is designed for one reason. To cultivate love and unity in the body. Much like you take one single plant and cultivate around that plant and dig it up and pull out the weeds and, and pull out the dead little spots on the plant and cultivate around it. Go out there the next day and water it. Come on now. Every gift in the body of Christ is uniquely designed to cultivate love in the body of Christ. Everyone. That is the reason for the yes. <laughs> Man, that's kind of crazy. <laughs> ah. Okay, so last week, man, we had this thing last week where, where the water was troubled. Do you remember that? Yeah. And Pelzetta said, she said, listen, if you're here and the water's troubled and it's for you, you need to come into and step into the water. And much to my surprise, like almost all the church got up. I was like, okay, God. What do I do with this? Because listen to me now, because God from a child has given me the gift of prophecy. I've known it all of my life as a young child. But this here, doing this last week, was stretching me into that calling. And so you might have seen every single person I stopped and said, God, I am not, not going to stand here in your name and tell somebody something because I think it's what I, I want them to hear. I need you to give me individually something for every single person that you have me to talk to today. And then check this out. Then I trusted that you guys trust the God in me enough to know my heart so that even if I was just a little off, there'd be grace for that. I wasn't expecting to be off because I was expecting to hear from the Holy Spirit. Oh, and, and to that, let me say this. I have, I've had prophecies spoken over my life. Pelzetta has too. Probably many of you have. And those prophecies, you're like, man, ain't no way in the world. Teresa Langberg told you one the other day, right? Pastor Greg, I see the anointing of God coming on you to be a pastor of a church. I said, I ain't feeling that. I rebuke that in Jesus' name. <laughs> and here I am today. Because just, okay, here we go. 
Just because the prophecy, prophecy doesn't fit in our little box doesn't mean it's not applicable for us. And so that gift that came out yesterday or, or last Sunday was for you all. But now listen to this. Any gift, listen to this. Even if you've tried to use the gifts to love and to serve and you fail, it doesn't mean that you've missed God. Here's what it means. It simply means that you need a safe environment to hone and cultivate the gift of God in you. So I need, I need, to, I need, to, be able to, I need to be able to come to you, Sharon, or you come to me and use your gift, right? And you need to be comfortable enough to know, you know, I'm, I'm still new at this. I'm still working at this, Pastor Greg. But this is what God has told me to do. And we need to have an environment and a relationship that's comfortable enough to where I empower you to do that so that that gift can be cultivated. Watch this now in a safe environment. I have watched God bring young men and women into this church family and grow them up from a seed into a mighty man and woman of God. Watched them do it. Why? Because this was a place where the gift of God could be cultivated. And it needs to be a safe environment. Amen? Okay. My final point. So what are the spiritual gifts? Will you put that list up, Mark? It's in blue. These are some of the spiritual gifts that are listed in the passages that I was telling you about. Exhortation, giving, leadership, prophecy, service, administration slash helps, discernment, faith, healing, words of knowledge, words of wisdom, Miracles, tongues, interpretation of tongues, evangelist, pastor, teacher, apostle, prophet. These are the lists of the gifts that are listed in the three passages that I was telling you about earlier. Okay? What are the spiritual gifts? Though Paul greatly valued the spiritual gifts, he valued even more the quality of life and the richness of love which the Spirit produced through the gifts. I'm not going to read all of this, but I am going to read some of it for you. I had three whole passages of Scripture, but the Holy Spirit just took me an entirely different way. And so I'm only going to read one for you. I'm going to read the passage in 1 Corinthians. I got dirt all over my Bible. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to read this passage and then I'm going to summarize and we'll be done. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Are you there? I'm going to be reading out of the ESV. So my version might sound a little different than yours. And I'm putting on my reading glasses. 
Paul's writing to the church in Corinth. He's talking about spiritual gifts. This is a familiar passage. The gifts of the Spirit are given to us to cultivate love. Everybody say cultivate love. Okay, so listen to this. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, don't want you to be uninformed. You know that when you were pagans, you were led astray to mute idols, however you were led. Therefore, I want you to understand that no one speaking in the Spirit of God ever says Jesus is accursed. And no one can say that Jesus is Lord except in the Holy Spirit. Now there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are a variety of services or service, but the same Lord. There are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who empowers them all and everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the, same, by the one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individually as he wills. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we are all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. And all were made to drink of one spirit. If I say one spirit. one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not the hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less part of the body. And if the ear should say, because I am not the eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where, be, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. <laughs> the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we, we bestow a greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same <laughs> so that the members can have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. And if one member is honored, all rejoice together. Okay, man, so I was doing this and the Holy Spirit gave me this visual. It's crazy. Anybody ever see somebody receive like a, an athletic award? You know, like the Cy Young Award. Anybody know what the Cy Young Award is? That's for the pitcher that is like the most dominant pitcher in the league by, you know, by the standard, right? 
You never see anyone give an award and says and say, we're going to give the Cy Young Award to your right arm. Can you have your right arm come up and, and, and accept this award? You ever seen that? No. Why? Because, because that right arm is part of the whole body, so the whole body is honored. Wow. And now you are the body of Christ, verse 27, and individual members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, and various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess the gift of healing? Do all speak with tongues? Do all interpret? <laughs> Listen to this, man. Listen. I need you to stay with me on this. But earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a more excellent way. Earnestly desire the higher gifts, and I will show you a more, a more excellent way. Listen to this. 1 Corinthians verse 12, 31 in the New Living Testament says, I want you to earnestly seek the greatest, with the greatest of urgency, all the best the most helpful gifts. And I want you to want them really bad. And now I'm going to show you God's foolproof way of attaining them. I'm going to say this. I want you to hear me. Your greatest gift in the body is the one that's in you. Your greatest gift in the body is the one that's in you. Your greatest gift. Earnestly desire the greatest gift. Your greatest gift is the one that's in you. Your greatest gift in the body of Christ is the one that's in you. Your greatest gift to the body of Christ is using the gift that's in you. If it's like, everybody say, use the gift, use the gift. that's in me. That's in me. <laughs> mm. I'm getting ready to close. The way you know what your spiritual gift is, is to understand, and to understand how to best use it, is to grow in effectiveness and efficiency and power in its use through love. The knowledge, understanding, cultivation, and expression of every gift of the Spirit comes through love. The gift is not important. It's what we do with the gift to cultivate love that's important. Flip over and join me in this 13th chapter, beginning at verse 1. Let me, let me read to you. Now, you just heard all the gifts, right? You heard them all, right? Listen to what Paul says about the gifts. If I speak with tongues of men and of angels, but I have not love, I am a noisy song and a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and I have all, and if I have all faith, so to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all that I have, and if I deliver my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain nothing. Why? Because if you don't have love, any gift that you have is worthless to the body of Christ. 
The way to maximize the gift is to cultivate it in love. We'll talk more about this next week. Stand to your feet. Did you get anything out of that? Father, we love you today. Thank you so much for being with us. Lord Jesus, thank you for your blood that makes us one. Holy Spirit, thank you for your presence in our lives. Thank you for your gifts that you give to each one of us. And this week, as we as we take an eternal look of, at what you've given us and who you are in us, I pray that you will reveal to each one of us how to, even in a greater way, cultivate the gifts of God in each other and stir up the gift of God in ourselves. We thank you in advance for doing this in our lives all for your glory and for your church. In Jesus' name. Now take us from this place, but not from your presence. Let your sweet communion, Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide from heart to heart as we reach out to each other in our various activities, whatever we're doing over Memorial Weekend. Pray that you be with us. Keep us safe. Keep our loved ones safe. Ward off danger, seen and unseen. Keep, keep the vehicles on the right side of the road. Keep the moose and the bears and the other critters that would cause accidents off the road and protect us. <coughs> Give us wisdom as we go into this weekend. We give you praise and glory for what you've done today and what you have yet to do. Bring us back together again next week in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. amen. God bless you. We'll see you guys next week.